Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, you all. Welcome to the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong and Happy. You are here with your co-hosts, Stephanie Richardson and Squeaky Heather Smith. Oh. <laughs> Squeaky. What do you mean, yeah. Squeaky? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show where your wrongness is really a strongness and happiness is just a choice. <laughs> oh, my God. So squeaky. What's happening today? Oh, my gosh. Good question. <laughs> well, there's so many things going on. I just got out of an awesome class that got me so lit up and excited about my life <laughs> and creating my life and my future. And uh, today's topic, funny enough, will actually touch on some of the stuff that I've been exploring in my class in the last three days. And uh, you want to introduce it, Stephanie? <laughs> Well, sure. for what you just said made me even more than talking talking about today's topic, which is do something. Uh, these tools are beyond spiritual. Um, I even 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 more than that. I want to ask you what you got out of the class. Ooh, my God, so much. <laughs> well, so I went to the class. Um, it was uh, with the two Bowmans, they're called. It's Chuchissa Bowman and Stephen Bowman. And uh, they're a married couple that uh, work with the Access Consciousness tools that we talk about on the show so much. And, uh, oh, God, they're just amazing in how they apply these tools in their everyday life. And they, just, they make it so simple and accessible and doable and easy. <laughs> so, well, um, they also make it sound really simple when they just go, well, that's contextual reality. Basically, like, that's contextual reality. <laughs> Quit it. Um, <laughs> and, and that does go to our topic today, do something. This is beyond spiritual, even though – sort of the topics we're talking about is moving beyond contextual reality, moving to a reality and what is contextual reality. Contextual reality is where everything you choose is all about whether you fit, whether you benefit, whether you win, or whether you lose. And how much of, you know, your business right now is built on how much, where you fit, where you benefit, where you win, where you lose. How much of your relationship is built on how you fit, how you benefit, how you win, how you lose, or if you'll win, or if you'll lose. Um, (laughs) Or try not to lose. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because the flip side of any of those still keeps you in the loop. Um, how much of your money situation right now, whatever that may be, whether you're doing great, <laughs> who is that in comparison to? Are, and how much are you trying not to lose it? And how much, right? All of it. Where do you benefit? Yeah. Where do you fit? Where do you win? Where do you lose? And, um, and basically, guess what? You don't have to function like that. But most of us, when you say, hey, guess what? You don't have to function like that. We go, well, then how, what, how, what, and it sounds just like that. Well, what, uh, how, what, how, uh, 
<laughs> what do you mean I don't have to fit, benefit, win or lose? I don't know how to do this life thing, um, business thing, relationship thing without it. And that right. is exactly what using the tools of access consciousness, as simple as the tools are, how does it get any better than this? Who does this belong to? Would an infinite being choose this? You have 10 seconds left to live. What do you choose? Each and every one of the tools you've ever heard us use, if you use any of them, will begin to break you out of this cycle of contextual reality and allow for you to finally have choice. So today we're going to talk about do something. This is beyond spiritual. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, you know, one of the things with contextual reality, I know for me, is like when I'm trying to be a winner or win in the situation or I'm making myself a loser or trying not to lose or things like that, um, that it narrows the choices and it also is, it really is our choice to participate in that and to have the point of view that that's valuable and right and real and the only choice I have. And like so much of my life, I tried to do that and wasn't very good at it. (laughs) So it was like the double whammy, right? Like I'm trying really, really hard over and over and over again. And at the same time, having the point of view that I suck at it and I'm like a failure at it, right? (laughs) At life itself? Yes, yes, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Figuring out how to win. Um, and not lose, or how I fit, and how I can benefit. But so, just even the invitation that there is another possibility, like that there's something beyond that, or something just totally different than that, that sparked my interest. I'm like, ooh, what the heck is that? Because I'm I'm trying really hard here, and I'm really don't seem to feel like I'm doing very good. <laughs> I wonder what else I can do. There's another game I could play. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, I'm really interested in that. Well, one of the other things, just real quickly, one of the other things that I've noticed that contextual reality does is it always, and I've noticed this, okay, ah, a million things (laughs) to say at once. Okay. So this conversation of do something, I'm going to step into it really quick. Yeah. Um, When you are trying to only think about something or create a plan for something, You will never get the information that you require to do it, which sounds crazy because we all know that you can plan something. You can plan a vacation, for instance. You can make Mm -hmm. a vacation happen before you even get there because you can set up a hotel, you can set up some restaurants, you can set up the flight, right? Mm -hmm. But setting them up does not mean that it goes the way that you expect it to. We all know that things can change. Okay, so you can get there and the hotels burnt down. You can get there and the restaurant's disgusting. You can get, right, you can, your plane cannot (laughs) take off or someone at home can get sick. All of these different things can change what actually happens. So you don't actually know what your vacation will be like until you do it. When you do your vacation, your vacation will be totally different than what you planned, even if you follow the schedule. Just like... (laughs) If you've ever tried to plan a conversation with someone and you do both sides of the quote-unquote conversation, this is usually when it's an argument, both sides of the conversation, (laughs) 
how often in your head do you actually say the thing that the person says in real life? Do you start the conversation the way you started in your imagination, and does the conversation go that way? No. And this is what we're talking about. You cannot plan for your life. You actually have to live it. (laughs) So, So I was thinking the other day about peace because I was having a conversation with a Lyft driver. Mm. Now, here again, Mm. I'm already doing something. I am taking a Lyft from my house to get on a plane. So I'm in the middle of an action, and I Mm. run into – well, I don't run into. I'm in the car with a person. (laughs) And we're having a conversation, and what I realize having a conversation with a person not in my head is that to her and a bunch of other people, peace is not real. There's no – possibility of peace on the planet because they've never seen she's never seen it doesn't imagine that it can exist so it's already decided it probably doesn't now the problem is is when you've already decided it probably doesn't exist probably can't probably won't that may be true but have you actually ever taken any action toward it so i started wondering myself is there a possibility to create peace on the planet in a way that we haven't actually tried out yet And one of the things that I was looking at is, well, I know one place that you can create more peace in your life, and that's with you. So I can create more peace within me. And for me, there is is a kind of peace that's all about the ideal peace, and that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking more about I um, I can create a world and life in which I know I have choice, and I can always choose again. That for me is peace. Knowing that mm-hmm. there is choice and that I can always choose again for me creates a sense of peace in my world that I never had when I was trying to use the ideal of peace is no one behaving in a way they shouldn't behave. <laughs> so that's not yeah. the kind of peace we're talking about, right? Um, but <laughs> knowing that no matter what other people choose, I do have choice and I can always choose again. So mm-hmm. I started looking at, at that. And what I started looking at is for me, I actually, when I start to choose that for me, I'll get more information. So I started choosing it for me. What if I chose more peace for me? And now we're having this conversation. And in this conversation, one of the things that I'm becoming really aware of, after Heather went to a class, which is also her doing something, right? Yeah. Um, So she brings this information back to me. It reminds me of the time I've taken classes with the Bowmans, and now I'm looking at contextual reality. And contextual reality means you are always fighting someone or something. Yep. Well, it's always moving. Yeah, go ahead. Keep going. You (laughs) always have to have something to go against because in order to win, you win over something. In order to lose, you lose against something. In order to fit, you actually have to change yourself to match something outside of you. And in order to benefit, you've already decided what that means to benefit, what it means not to benefit, who can benefit, who can't benefit. If you benefit, do you win, do you lose? If they benefit, do they win, do you lose? So now all of a sudden everything is looking at who's on top and who's on bottom instead of what can I create. And when we have the conversation, what can I create? And what would I like to create as 
the life that I'd like to have and the world that I'd like to have? What can I do, be, have, create, generate to begin creating that today? That is an entirely different conversation and never requires you to look at where you are in comparison with anyone else. Yeah, that's such a powerful awareness that, you know, to step outside of that contextual reality and go instead into action of, okay, what can I choose today? What can I choose right now that maybe I've never been willing to choose? And I don't even know what that is. Like, I, like I wonder if I know what it, peace is. Like, what is it to me? You know, and everyone's a little different of what that actually is. It's different than, you know, everything that you've ever been told of what peace is or what it should be or, like, the ideals of it. Would you be willing to set that aside for a minute and actually consider, like, what is peace for you? You know, what, what is that? Um, and what would it be like to have it and be it? And, the, you know, to ask a question is an action. It's one type of action, uh, especially if you've always been functioning from contextual reality and trying to find the right answer um, for how to fit or benefit or win and not lose. Um, so it's a, it actually is an action to begin asking questions and then to and choose it. Like choosing it is also an action. Like I love your example of, of being in, on the lift ride and, and actually like beginning to play with choosing it. And what can I be you know, that would allow that what is, and, and clarity, getting clarity about what that is for you? Um, those are actually actionable choices. When you realize the point of view that you have, or you maybe realize the point of view that you've been buying from other people and questioning if that is actually true and real for you or not, those are all actions. And the moment you start taking an action, like making a new choice, or taking the action of letting go of a point of view, or asking what your point of view really is about something that maybe is different than you thought or different than you've been told. Those are all actions that once you take the action, you start getting new awarenesses. So I know for me, with something like, you know, what does peace mean to me and what would being peaceful actually be in a practical sense in my everyday life, uh, for me, one of the things was to drop um, judgment and criticism of myself. Wow. You know, when, yeah, when I make myself wrong, it would create all sorts of angst and all sorts of, like, craziness in my head of searching how I am wrong and how could I not be wrong. And, you know, it's like a hamster wheel, <laughs> you know. So, so for me, to let all that go and just like, oh, maybe I'm okay, you know. I maybe could be better in some ways, but what if I'm not wrong for whatever I've been choosing up to this point? What if I'm not wrong for what I don't get or I don't know? What if I'm not wrong? And to really allow that to sink into my own world and my own conversation with myself, um, again, that choice was actually an action that was very different than what I'd done for a very long time. And for me, that choice, was an action that took me uh, closer and it it moved me towards actually being peaceful in my own life. 
Um, and it was, you know, it took practice. It wasn't just like once and done. <laughs> you know, I had to keep tuning. <laughs> I had, <laughs> I had so much practice of always going for the wrongness of me in every situation and every interaction and everything that didn't turn out how I thought it should or how I would like it to. Those are all things I use to judge myself against. Um, so to again to let that go, um, it created a. a amount of peace in my world um, to just function different, you know, to be kinder to myself. Well, I don't even, yeah, I don't even know if we notice how many times that we're doing the comparison thing or the judging ourselves thing. That, That whole idea of maybe I could be better the word better, how, how much is it embedded in our language of the only way, the only language we have about change is actually using comparison for the most part. Yeah, so true. So, to get so better, true. to get worse. And what if it's not actually better or worse? What if it's just a new choice? This is getting outside of contextual reality, but because it's so linguistically built into our our language, or at least especially the English language, because um, that's yeah. the one I'm most familiar with this lifetime. <laughs> 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 you know, we yeah. you know we um, we sometimes don't even realize that we're doing it. Where we're we go, yeah. I'm not judging myself. Well, what did you just say? Well, I, w- I want to get better at that. And that's not judging you? Well, no, I just want to get better. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a what if skill you you'd like to have? It's really different if you go, hey, you know what? I'd really like to um, be able to, like if we're looking at, let's say you're taking a blacksmithing shop, right? And right now all you can do is make a bunch <laughs> of lumpy marks on a piece of metal. Like that's where you're at right now, right? Okay, cool. Right now I can make a bunch of lumpy marks and that's where I'm at. I'm nowhere near being able to make a smooth thing. <laughs> I'm just imagining I've never taken a class on metal smithing. I'm just seeing it in my head. And so, and it's kind of, it is kind of funny. Saying lumpy is very funny. So, um, so if I go, you know, what I'd really like to be able to do is I'd really like to be able to create a metal, a, a, like a smooth metal surface. That'd be really exciting to me. Now all of a sudden you're just going, well, you know, what does it take for me to create a smooth metal surface? Now you have something to actually head for. You, you have something that's actionable. Most of us go, I want to be better at this because right now I suck. Well, why, why do you say you suck? Well, all I can do is make a bunch of lumpy marks. Well, when did you start? Today? Okay. So you just started metal smithing today. You made a bunch of lumpy marks and you think you're terrible. All that we know is that you started today and you made a bunch of lumpy marks. That's that's all you got. There is no bad or good. You just have like, this is where you're at and you have somewhere you'd like to go. Cool. What if everything about life is like that? Yeah. What we've decided is better. What if, what if the judgment of it is irrelevant? Well, I'd, I'd really like to be able to sing opera. You go, well, first of all, truth, can this body do opera? <laughs> well, and I get and, a yes. <laughs> Okay, cool. That's great. Well, now what is there some what what action can I take? Now maybe maybe since I know nothing about opera, maybe I go find some to listen to or I find some opera singers that I can talk to and go, "Hey, well, what does it actually even mean to be an opera singer?" 
what's the skill of being an opera singer singer versus singing in a choir, singing in the shower? Because <laughs> right now I sing in the shower. Right. If I was going to go from being a shower singer to an opera singer, like what 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 do I what what do I have to do with this body to make that happen? <laughs> and I yeah. and I bring that up because there are some things that maybe you can't do. Yeah. So then, what if you're not bad at them? What if just this body won't do it? Maybe you'll never be a contortionist, and maybe that's okay. Right. And it's really fun. What if, like, what if you just start playing with this as, okay, I'm, I'm not a contortionist. I can't even imagine my body being able to be a contortionist. And starting to ask the question, well, what if that wasn't so? What if that actually wasn't mm. true? Like, I have that point of view, but what if it's just a point of view? And so again, sexy you know, when you talk that way. <laughs> Say it again. Well, <laughs> what if it's just a point of view? And what if that wasn't true? What if that wasn't so? And Are you one saying of the I can things, say that for anything I've decided about myself? Anything. <laughs> and just as we've been describing in this show, it's like it's trying it out. It's seeing what you notice by taking the action of playing with it and asking. You know, if there's something that you say you'd like to do, but you've already decided how you can't do it or you don't know how or you shouldn't even try or you tried it for five minutes and it was already terrible, you know, what kind of question is that? None of us are questions. <laughs> so what would it be like to truly be in the question? Whatever you decided you can't, well, what if that wasn't so? But if you can, I love that. What so if that much. wasn't so? <laughs> <laughs> well, I love I love that. That's funny because who would say that? Like, what coach would ever say, "Oh, you've decided you can do this. What if it isn't so?" Almost nobody would say that. And yet, the freedom that I get out of asking that question about turning everything into a question, but not questioning yourself, just questioning the belief, and everywhere that you've decided. Yeah that your belief and you are synonymous, that you and your beliefs are exactly the same thing, would you be willing to let that go? Not you, Heather. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no. you have <laughs> Me too, yeah. <laughs> you too. Me too. Yeah. Well, just to play with it. Try it out. See what you notice. You know, see what, see what awareness you get. See what sense you get from just taking the action of trying it out. Do it for five minutes. Do it for five seconds. <laughs> Choose it for five seconds. I love it. Like, and, so let's uh, look at a few things. Okay, so if you've yeah. decided you're a messy, uh, you've decided you're a messy person. Let's say, what if that isn't isn't so? So all the evidence that you've come up with across your entire lifetime, and you look <laughs> on your kitchen counter right now, and you're like, that's disgusting. What if it isn't so? What if it's not so that you are messy? Yeah. Did you make I'm a mess? Look, I'm Did you make a mess? Me too. On My the floor. right now. I know. I'm like, ugh, look at that. And what I know is it's, it literally is going to take me like five seconds to change it. And I will change it. Every morning when I get up, I clean, like I make the kitchen look new again, right? Like that's because I, I like having, because I like it. I enjoy it. I enjoy having clean surfaces. So um, well, isn't it funny, though, how we'll do something like we'll leave clothes on the floor and then make it personal about ourselves, yeah. like define ourselves. It's hilarious. It. Like, 
<laughs> I'm hilarious. a sloppy person. Hold yeah. On. Okay, what if that isn't what, so? Yeah, what if it's not so? What if you just left clothes on the floor? What if it doesn't actually mean anything about who you are or what you are? What if it doesn't define you? Well, so many times there are two, yeah, what if it doesn't define you? Everywhere that you are defined by who you've decided you are, will you let that go? Yeah. Will you allow that to change? So Would when you allow I look it to at, not have any significance? Well, when I look at, at, you know, why, you know, what is it that we make things important for? Like we say, oh, I'm a sloppy person, as if somehow that even gives you the power to change it. Like, well, I will change who I am, so I will no longer be a sloppy person while secretly believing you can't, you know. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and judging yourself as wrong for having Absolutely. chosen it. <laughs> well, I love that as a point of view, too, where you just go, okay, well, first of all, what if there's nothing wrong with that? You know, I'm a sloppy person. Okay, well, first of all, what if there's nothing wrong with that? Second of all, what if that's not true? And then you go, oh, okay, well, if it's not true that I'm a sloppy person, then I could just do something different. Now you don't have to change who you are to change. You can just do something different. Yeah, well, and you don't have to justify your choices. You don't have to defend against not being what you already decided you are. There's so many, like, amount of work that we do to, um, like, both fight what we've chosen and fight how we're being and and judge it rather than just not judge it and choose again. (laughs) Yeah, good point. (laughs) <laughs> wow, that was a full-time job. <laughs> a full-time right. Job I wonder we've be been wrong. able to do. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder we've been able to do anything else. <laughs> yeah, it is it's like a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in miracles. <laughs> yeah. So I want to say, um, come back to the topic that you gave. What is it? Just do, do it. It just, well, yeah, do, it was do, do something. The do something. beyond spiritual. Right. So I want to talk about the spiritual part because personally I have been a metaphysician of magnitude. <laughs> I spent years and years <laughs> just you. Doing, yeah, doing all sorts of spiritual practices. And what if, yeah. <laughs> what if that's not wrong? <laughs> um, what if it's I not just, even true? Yeah, <laughs> that makes me really laugh. <laughs> um, uh, so what, like, for me, I, I'm, kind, I'm actually a practical person. Like, I like things that are practical and pragmatic and I actually can apply to my life and get some kind of result. Like, some, you know, have something happen, right? That's terrible. <laughs> so, Yes, isn't it? <laughs> so with the spiritual stuff, for me, I just I I studied so many different traditions and modalities and techniques and just all different kinds of stuff. And personally, for me, what I found is that having positive thoughts about something didn't make it so. <laughs> you know, having having to feel good about something before I did it didn't necessarily 
work better than if I did something when I didn't feel good about it. Like there well, were, there were just... I didn't ever find that I actually could change to the new. So I would decide that I needed to be more positive about something. And then yeah. I would judge myself for not being more positive about something. And that's about as far as I got on most things. <laughs> <laughs> the things, the yeah. things that, yeah, the things that did actually change for me were things that I asked questions about. So, for instance, uh-huh. making a list of all my mom's traits that she and I were fighting about, and looking at them and going, "Does she have friends? Yes, she has friends. Is it possible that the point of view I have about this is different than her friends' points of view?" And I was like, "Yep." And I was like, "If I was, if I didn't have the point of view I have about this thing." What else could I see? And then I saw a whole other side of my mom, and that altered mm. my point of view totally instead of trying to feel better about it. But when I was trying to feel better about it, I just got angrier and angrier. Yeah, yeah. So it's, so my, like, fundamental question I've used with any of the spiritual practices um, that I've tried is, is this creating the result that I'm looking for or is this creating something that is truly working for me? Like, is this, is it working? You know, is it, is it, um, you know, if I've done it over and over and over again um, and it's not getting the result I'm told it's supposed to, what result is it getting? You know, what is this creating? How, how's that actually working? I'm getting angrier and, and angrier. Yeah. That would have been my response about 20 years ago. 20 years ago, that was my answer. Actually, it wasn't because I was hiding being angry. Like, I couldn't even admit that I was angry. Right. Yeah, I was like, I'm not angry. I'm peaceful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you now? Yeah. yeah. Why is your, blo- why is your jaw clenched? Why are you grinding yeah, yeah, your yeah. teeth at night? Yes, the scowl on your face really demonstrates just how peaceful you are. <laughs> you're yelling at the traffic <laughs> while you're driving. <laughs> it's so peaceful. Um, <laughs> yeah, so again, what if none of this is wrong? Like, what if you can really play with it? You know, play with your own points of view. Play with the the, the things that you've tried and if they worked or haven't worked or gotten the results you're looking for or not and what would it be like to just have more of a sense of humor about yourself and uh, what you've been choosing up to now and what if it's not again what if none of it's wrong and you can choose again you know today's a new day (laughs) Um, so there was something else I wanted to say about the spiritual stuff but I think it's gone now (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry I interrupted I should do better. (laughs) Yes, you should. You guys listening, did you catch it? Did you catch it? Is that contextual reality? And maybe a judgment. And judgment for a zillion? A little little friendly judgment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That was a good judgment because. Yeah. Ooh, that. Good judgment. Did you know that positive judgments are just as limiting, if not more limiting, than negative judgments? Okay, oh, but this, I just got this right. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. That's examples. Yes. Yeah. 
it changed my world to play with this one. Oh my gosh. So the thing with positive judgments, they're so good, right? <laughs> they're so positive yes. and good. Great. He's so nice. You're so nice. Yes. He's so perfect. <laughs> um, Our relationship well, is great. Yeah. So everything, it's like when you have a positive judgment, the difficulty with it is, is you so do not question it that you are absolutely blind to everything that doesn't match that judgment. And it works every time. That's, that's <laughs> how you get blindsided by something. It is. If you've ever been blindsided by a person and them being some way that you did not see coming and would have never expected from them, you might consider that you maybe had a few judgments there about who they are and who they are not and what they would never do that they actually would. <laughs> and positive they just judgments. Did. Yeah, they just did. <laughs> they just showed you that they are not everything you decided they are. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, again, I, I think I just invite anyone listening to this to play with it and, and look at where you have a positive judgment about something being perfect or right or good, and that's just the way it is, and it's absolutely true. What if that isn't true? What if that isn't everything that person is? And what if they're not always that way? And what if that's okay? It's not wrong <laughs> to not be right. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> yeah, if you'd really like to play with going beyond contextual reality, um, a key component of it is to let go of the need of anything to be right or wrong. Because that's all, it's duality, it's, um, and it keeps you locked in uh, not being able to be aware of anything that doesn't match that. When you let go of the right and the wrong and the good and the bad of things, you open up your awareness to all sorts of things that you didn't notice before. So I think I want to leave you with, uh, with an exercise um, for this. And this, a lot of people, they hate this, <laughs> but if they use it, it creates so much freedom. So one of the things with judgment, of if you hate a person and you just you hate how they do that thing, <laughs> you cannot have a judgment of that person unless you have been and done that exact same thing in some lifetime and then judged yourself for it. What? <laughs> I if hate that. <laughs> I if you absolutely love and adore somebody and think they're just so perfect, they walk on water and you can't believe how perfect they are, the only way you can see them as completely perfect is because you've been exactly how they're being and then judged yourself for it. Ooh. <laughs> so, again, what if it's not right or wrong? And what if you could just destroy and uncreate every time you've been that and done that? So I played with this for like a year and a half straight. And I did it with everything. So if I was walking down the street and I see somebody who looks like they have a grumpy face and they're a real jerk, <laughs> just by the look on their face, you know, I'm, I'm coming to this judgment. Um, if I have a judgment of anything about them, I just, okay, I destroy and uncreate every time I've been that. 
I had to throw it and create every time I've done that. And I did that with everything. I did that in movies. I did that in watching TV. I did that walking down the street. I did that in the conversations with people in my own head. <laughs> Don't say it out loud <laughs> to people. <laughs> For a year and a half, I was destroying and uncreating. Every time I got my envies in a bunch <laughs> about somebody. <laughs> and every time I was just like gaga over somebody, especially if I like really like them or really dislike them strongly upon first meeting them. <laughs> Do you have a really strong reaction to somebody just in the first few minutes of meeting them or just seeing them across the room? Every time you've been out and done that. <laughs> Oh, I have a recent example of this. You do? Ooh, do yeah, you well, saying pod talk reminded me. So, um, so Heather, Heather, a couple days ago, I asked her, I was, I was having a very strong reaction to a place. So I was having a very yeah. strong reaction to Miami. And I was like, I hate Florida. I hate Miami. And what was weird was I could see the weather was beautiful. I could see the people were beautiful. I had... <laughs> I had looked at, I looked at where people around me may just be miserable, and I was like, who does this belong to? Return to sender. None of yeah. that was working. I was still like, I hate being here. Well, what I know is that I can ask some questions. And when yeah. I'm asking questions and it doesn't work out, I can ask someone else. So I said, Heather, hey, could you please podpock me on something? Now, these words that I'm using, there's a clearing statement of access consciousness. Podpock is the short of it. If you want to know more, or you've, you may have heard us use it on other shows, but um, go to theclearingstatement.com. But basically, it's just a way of clearing energy. And... Um, and when you say it, you sound like a chicken. So Heather sent me a whole bunch of pictures of chickens, or roosters, actually. Just yeah. rooster, 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 funny face. Rooster, 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 rooster. And lo and behold, it changed. So anyway, so that basically it was like, I hate Miami. And she's like, cool. Everywhere, that, everything that you've done in Miami in any lifetime <laughs> will you now destroy and uncreate all that. And I was like, yes, yes, I will. I had tried it on myself, but sometimes you need somebody else who doesn't have the same Call point a friend. of view. <laughs> phone yeah. a friend. Just because you've used the tool and it feels like it didn't work, phone a friend. Um, so anyway, so I was like, yes, I will destroy and uncreate all that. And then, of course, all the chickens going pop, 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 um, made me laugh a lot. And all of a sudden, I had a great time. <laughs> I stopped walking around actively. I hate Miami. <laughs> Everything that was happening in Miami felt like a personal affront to me. Everything that was not great was because it hated me. Um, and I don't normally take everything that personally. No, you so, don't. No. It would, it so would be even are... funnier for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was great to have you not buy it as real, right? So Heather didn't yeah. go, yeah, Miami's awful, or you're an awful person because you don't love Miami, or this anger must be real. Let me help you get over it. She didn't do any of that. She went, your point of view is really funny. What if it's not even real? Right? The same thing we started yeah. the call with today. What if that's not true? 
What if that's actually not true? What if that's not actually true? What if it's not true? What if that's not true? What if that's not true? And everything you've been and done that has that, that's creating this, will you destroy and uncreate all that? Everywhere that you're still functioning from it, will you destroy and uncreate all that? Because how much do we function from the past? So that was yeah. brilliant, and well, it was a brilliant moment. Yeah. Thank you very much, because it changed my whole weekend. <laughs> I was able to so enjoy welcome. it immensely. Yeah. I still Yay. don't like Miami, but I had a great time. <laughs> well, that's the thing that's so fun about the power of changing a point of view. It, it just can totally transform a moment or a day or an interaction in the most amazing ways. So don't do it. Don't try it. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on to all those points of view. I love it. Some people were like, what? Really? Don't change it? Why? <laughs> we're kidding. We're kidding. It was a joke. Yes. <laughs> it is a joke. Oh, my goodness. So, um, Stephanie, I'm wondering if you have anything coming up that you'd like to share with everybody or uh, what's, what's going on? Well, I've been doing clarity nights on Wednesday nights. And so that means tonight, a few hours, a few short hours from now, I will be doing, basically hopping on with a group of people and doing exactly what Heather and I are talking about doing right now. We do it live. We basically take people's points of view. So you come on and you go, hey, I'd really like to be, I'd really like to be a better blacksmith. And we go, cool, how does it get any better than that? So all your points of view about you being a shitty blacksmith, would you be willing to change those? Um, and we actually put the tools into action live, and it's very yeah. fun and funny. We laugh a lot um, and have a good time. And when we get off the call, we're different people, and it's really great. We're no longer angry at Miami. So um, <laughs> <laughs> that's just one so, point of view. <laughs> that's just one point of view that you can get rid of. of you can, yeah. absolutely. You can change any point of view you want to change, or just change the point of view they don't have any points of view. Um, so, <laughs> so we yeah. do that on Wednesday nights. You can find uh, find where where to get hop on that if you just either go to my Facebook page or you go to stephanierichardson.com. The other thing that's going on right now across the globe is there is a big access bars, uh, what is that? Basically celebration. There are a bunch of extra classes going on right now around the world. It's Global Bars Awareness Month or a mm. couple months, I guess, for, for yeah. um, March, I guess March and April. And so mm -hmm. uh, you can find a bars class near you. And what bars is is 32 points on the head that when you touch them, dissipate all the electromagnetic charge that hold all those points of view and contextual reality in place so that you can all of a sudden go, oh, my gosh, okay. So it wasn't Miami that sucked. I just had a point of view. And, wow, I feel really different and peaceful. Um, <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you can find practitioners and facilitators and actually learn how to run bars um, all over the globe or just find a practitioner and get your, get your head touched. Um, and it <laughs> yeah. feels really good. So then what, sure do you, what do you have going on? What do you have going well, on? Well, I wanted to just um, let everybody know that we are going to be continuing um, with the interviews that we did with a bunch of these amazing men and um, sharing those with you. So. Uh, 
um, I just want to remind everybody that we should have said that at the very beginning. It's true. (laughs) We should have, but you know, save the best for last. Maybe it's not too late. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, so look for that. And in the meantime, um, if you go to the Good Girls Guide to Being Wrong dot com, we have all sorts of uh, new things there. Uh, that you can check out, including a button. Yes, it is. I love it. Um, A button that says, more sex, please. (laughs) If you click that button. You heard right. She said there's a button on our website that says, more sex, please. (laughs) It's true. And if this is is way in the future, it may say something different now. I can't, if you're in the way, way in the future. I, I kind of like keeping this button around, I think. <laughs> I, that's my vote. You know, I, I think it should be a permanent, a permanent fixture. <laughs> the more sex button. I think everyone needs yeah. a more sex button. More sex, please. <laughs> I would say so. <laughs> I'll speak for myself. <laughs> Some people are like, I'm in hell. So if you hit that button, you can get on our uh, mailing list for particular topics on sex and relationship, and um, we're going to have a bunch more from conversations with these men um, who are just amazing, beautiful, uh, just generative and creative guys with a very different perspective. And some phenomenal insight on how to create a relationship that works for you. And sex is way more fun and juicy and enjoyable and all sorts of stuff. So that's where to get more sex. (laughs) I love it. You can also leave questions and feedback. Yes. Not with the more sex please button. (laughs) So go check it out. The good girl's guide to being wrong.com. Explore it and you what goodies you find. All right. Thank you, everybody. See you next week, 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Good Girl's Guide to Being Wrong. Thanks, everybody. Bye for now. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.